In this week's episode of the Minnesota Rundown, we talk about everything happening around the coronavirus and what life is like without sports. We also get into a little bit of what a potential comeback for the NHL would look like in a new playoff format. We also talk Vikings, Vikings, and more Vikings with the re-signing of Kirk Cousins, Anthony Harris, Stefan Diggs drama, and we also go into even that special team signing with Britton Colquitt. All that and more on the Minnesota Rundown. Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Hello, how's it going, sports fans? We welcome you to another edition of the very exciting Minnesota Rundown. I am joined by Wags tonight, and we have, which we're going to try to make a a, a full-pack episode. I mean, there really isn't a lot to talk about right now, being that everything's canceled, especially sports when it comes to coronavirus. Everything's done. It feels like the end of the world. We're sitting in loathing and loathing just in our thoughts and watching nothing now. It's like I feel like it, we have nothing to live for, even though we still do. I'm not encouraging anybody to <laughs> say you don't. You have nothing to live for, but when sports, yeah. there's, there's, there's almost nothing. You're people to end it all right now. That's pretty yeah. fucked up, Jake. I, I know. I'm sorry. I just I, I should be removed. I should come out with a statement after this for that, um, for mm-hmm. that wording. That was pretty bad. But no, I mean, it's pretty bad right now with, with coronavirus. It's just so depressing. And, and literally the media is literally controlling the masses right now to be super scared to literally get to a, like an animal state to literally buy out everything without thinking about other people when in reality we're fine. Like it's not a big deal. It's not as a big a deal. Of course, we need to be precautionary, but this is getting Well, ridiculous. before we get to your biased political opinions on the coronavirus, Jake, it's not political, just, it's totally bipartisan. <laughs> well, not only are all sports canceled right now, also Minnesota just put in effect starting tomorrow a two-week bans on all restaurants, bars, and liquor stores, meaning you can't go out to them. I think you can get takeout and delivery, but that is it. So no sports and no going out for entertainment. I know. What, what are we supposed to do? I don't know, This is man. my spring break. This is my spring break. What am I supposed to do? I have no idea because, like, last week I went to downtown St. Paul for – um, a St. Patty's Day thing that was technically canceled, but there was still a ton of people down there. It was still a blast. And I, and it was a great time. I remember just getting down there. I'm like, I'm great drinking beer. I'm like, I'm depressed. And we're in downtown St. Paul, right down the road from the XO energy center where the Wildwood had probably been playing that day. And I'm like, this is depressing. So you can, but the one thing you have is drinking karaoke, whatever, drink your pain away right now. But now you can't even do that because apparently we all have the virus now. So we're all screwed. It's a zombie apocalypse and we're all dead. And, and, and apparently they don't want us to be all quarantined and it's the end of the world. Damn it. It's, 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 it, I don't know. It's scary. Well, Jake, Jake, one week ago, there is like 10 or 15 people who had it. Now there is over 50 people in Minnesota who have it. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's 50 out of like, let, 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 okay, it's 50 people out of 6 million people. And I know it can spread exponentially. You still want to keep it under wraps. I get it. I mean, you don't want to look at 50 and be like, oh, that's nothing. Let's do nothing about it. I get it. But there have still been well over 1,100 people that have been tested for it. 50 of 1,100 have got it. And well, it's just, it's just so similar to the is. flu. It's, it's, yeah. it's like you need that test to distinguish it. And yeah, and like, like earlier they said there wasn't enough tests. Now it seems like there is enough tests. I don't really know what's going on in that. Who really knows what to believe anymore? It kind of sucks. We are, uh, we're, we're left kind of sorting through the we're, garbage of information that we received. We're and because of that, still. yeah, because of that, we don't really know what to believe. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. I, I can't really watch the news anymore because everything I see is just coronavirus, pandemic, pandemic sweeps the nation. I'm like, whoa, I mean, it's, it's, it's technically like, is a pandemic, though. I mean, te- I mean, yes, we need to address it. You need to like stop it from spreading. So it's not affecting the, you know, the, you, you know, the populations that could be affected by this, like elderly people and stuff. But it's like, they're making it seem like every over half the country has it. Let's just calm down here and just have common sense practices. The CDC is telling us to wash our hands and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, we've been told that since we were kids. Like, why do we have to, we have to be, it takes a mass <laughs> virus true. pandemic for people to realize this. And then also to go start living healthy lives, like getting vitamin C and eating, getting healthy foods. Really people like, we're like downing fast food and people are smoking and we're vaping now and all this stuff and putting, you know, some vapes are fine, but you know what I mean? We're putting stuff into our bodies and now all of a sudden we try to live healthy when there's, when the media says there's some virus going around it's just like, ah, damn it. Now it's creating this mass hysteria and now sports getting canceled. People are like, Oh my God, this is worse. I got to go to the store and buy a shit ton of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and not think about anybody else here. That that's also what just extremely pisses me off. If you buy what I, you need, everyone else will have what they need. I know, it but instead, everyone's get, I going out it. there and they're hoarding thousands they're hoarding of shit. items that they don't need. Yes, like you, the mask you'll be in quarantine is for fourteen days. People are going out there and doomsday prepping. Like mm-hmm. I want to almost like sit down and like sit at a store and just sit there and wait for those people that come up and start ho- buying all the shit because like. And just go, hey, excuse me, why are you doing this? I just want to get in their psyche. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you this scared? Who told you this? You show up, you show up dressed in a suit, right? Yeah, like a target. And then you're like, why are you buying all this toilet paper? Do you know that Corona does not cause any gastrointestinal discomfort? You know that you're not going to shit yourself to death on coronavirus? And you know, they say, oh, we're just being prepared. We're just being prepared for what? What are you being prepared for? And they're like... (laughs) For, for the worst. I mean, what's the worst? Who's telling you this? Is it the media? Because the media is going way berserk on this. And it's just scary because it just shows how much of a, of a foothold the media has on people. And now social well, media. How, we, we can talk oh. about the media all day. The, the matter of fact. Is we are the media, media now. Me, we are, yes. But media is for profit, right? And as long yeah. as media is for profit, there's always going to be some sort of bias to mm-hmm. make sure that you're going to make as much money as you can. And mm-hmm. if you think that you can... You think if you, you know, if you're lean more left, if you think you're gonna get more people, or if you think if you lean more right, you're gonna get more people. Either way, it's bullshit, and we we cannot really rely on these no. for profit media places. But you also can't rely on the government because that, you know, how much of that is propaganda, you know? So it's just exactly like relying. Just we're government stuck between now. a rock and a hard place right now, right? It just comes down to I think you, people just need to have common sense. Don't hoard things. Just wash your hands. Just have fucking common sense here people just 
just do what we always should be doing and it won't spread but unfortunately did you see uh, uh did you see boss man's blog about uh, the real winners of this whole pandemic or people with bidets yeah or bidets yep. bidets 100 percent bidets yeah, or I mean, like those right. toilets yeah mm-hmm. sorry it was spelled like bidets and i was reading it straight off the ten dollars. no it's website. i don't that, really get it but people should I, be I able to catch on french no i don't need yes, bidet yes. bidet whatever people get know what Apparently, it means uh Apparently the water squirting up your uh, anal cavity just is amazing and it feels great. Yeah. And it, and it, it does the job. You don't need toilet paper. Yeah. And it's environmentally um, friendly, right? Like everyone should get them, especially after I did not know how much we rely on toilet paper as a nation. Holy shit. Yeah. I know. It's like people do, I, I don't get it, but it's like those people are winning because they don't have to go to the store or worry about that. There are people that aren't panicking that just need to do their basic shopping and they just try to go out like, well, I just need my toilet paper stock right now. And it's all gone mm-hmm. because you have people and the idiots go waiting <laughs> for stores to open and they go in there and they take them out. I'm hearing of them like literally taking literally like out of the packages and ripping open as the people are trying to stock them on the shelves. Like how rude yeah. and animalistic are well, people becoming in, in the 10,000 takes group chat group chat today. Rico said went to Cub to get toilet paper. They had paper towels in the section and the worker said the last shipment they got, she couldn't even unpack it away because everyone started taking it. I only have two rolls of toilet paper right now to get through this. How fucked up is that? I know like, that is, that is crazy. People just don't think I, I almost want to go up and smack these people and have like, what is wrong with you? Are you thinking about other people here? What values were you taught? What are you getting all this hysteria from? What is wrong with you? How stupid are you? And did you get this? Like, literally, I say this all the time. The, the, the panic is spreading a million times faster than the actual virus itself. Because other people see the someone, oh, they're buying a ton of toilet paper and stocking up and stuff. This must be bad. And sports are closing. So I'm going to go do it. Then that person sees that person doing it. It's just a chain reaction. I swear, because mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just a meme at first when I saw the toilet paper rolls, like off shelves on the internet, and then I, I literally go to the store myself, and everything's gone. gone. Vitamin <laughs> C stuff is gone. Hand sanitizer stuff is gone. I was just trying to buy some freaking hand lotion because I have dry hands in the winter. Sue me, and that <laughs> stuff was almost gone. It's like, give me a break, people. Like, what are what is wrong? If we literally had an actual like zombie disease virus going around that was spreading so fast that was literally killing every anybody in three or four days and and we, still we could still combat that this society would end as we know it because people have are so dumb and well, have no idea how to prepare for things whatsoever it's also weird because Pathetic. of this of this horrible horrible virus we have no sports we have no other entertainment and now like the number one thing that's really entertaining us in our lives is nh or is nfl free agency news yeah, I know because like, I never thought that would be the season. number one thing dominating all the news headlines and all the sporting headlines because that's all there is to talk about. That's the only thing. Well, yeah, and you know we would be talking about the Wild being on like a seven-game winning streak right now, but unfortunately <laughs> we can't do that. Maybe. So I mean, they, what sucks is they were doing really good, but now we're in, we're stuck I'm, in this limbo, and and now we can look forward to Fiala and Kaprasov, the best duo in the NHL next year. Exactly. And I, I heard something that Kaprasov could actually be in a He can technically play for the Wild after May 1st or something like that. He would prefer that because that means that uh, he would waste uh, he would waste the first year of his contract and he'd reach his big payday quicker, right? So mm-hmm. he'd practically exactly. prefer to sign ASAP. And then he could play if we have a ext- uh, some play playoff if we make the playoffs and extended, yep, we could have him with the squad, which we would could be have huge. Cap or that would be insane. Do you wanna do you wanna waste that year on his contract? That's you know, that's the main Yeah, I know. It's like you don't want yeah, I mean just yeah, probably not, but it's uh, probably his decision, I guess, or Bill Guerin's, but whatever. I mean, 
We'll have to see on that. Honestly, I know they, they've, they've been toying, I guess, with like a 12-team f- playoff format or something to that extent. Which the Wild, um, wild would make it then if they, they would make that, it. Right? I think that would be fair enough because there were still games to be played. Anything could have happened between like pretty much 11 to the 7 seed. So you mm-hmm. can't really cheaply take out those teams. But we'll, well see too, what happens and since, and since, you know, if the NHL playoffs didn't come back, there's a very good chance that they wouldn't even, the games wouldn't even be in stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. So what the NHL could do is they could just say, hey, for the whole playoffs, we're playing in this one arena, right? Mm-hmm. Because no teams have to fly around. All the players stay in that, you know, yep. um, that stayed in city. And they just literally rotate. They schedule the games, you know, yep. staggered enough where you just one game after another in the same rink. And that's yep. and that way they'd minimize all like sick risk and travel you know, affecting and everyone. Exactly. Because travel is the number one way you're going to get this thing and getting, yeah. in con- getting in contact with people who have gotten it from other places and then are flying with you. Then the airplanes recycling that air. And then before you know it, you are Rudy Gobert and you're getting everyone on your team sick. Exactly. And as, as much as that would suck and people would want to see them in their home ranks, even if there's nobody there, just to the sake of, I just like seeing them in my home rink. You, that would be a way better option to do that than have nothing at all no hockey at all mm-hmm. just to watch something honestly what sucks is i think the ratings or the nhl ratings would be the highest they ever would be if they are like the first sport to come back because mm-hmm. people so people would just be like okay i gotta watch something and the nhl's well, on the night that'd be insane did you hear that the nba is like thinking of resuming like the season and maybe just doing playoffs in august yeah because they're gonna start the play the yeah the season back up in june and literally push it to august yeah, that's that's crazy. such a short so turnaround. Playoff, playoff basketball in August, which would be yeah. crazy to see. And then when does the season start? Like three months later? Starts in like, yeah, it starts like you know mid October. I mean, that's just yeah. a quick turnaround right there. I mean, I, I mean, I'd be for that and just you know shortening preseason or something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that that'd be insane if you saw NBA playoff basketball in August. That just be before so we move. Yeah, before we move on to, like, the Vikings news that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. what do you think about the NFL and the players agreeing to the new CBA where um, there's going to be an extra game? Uh, it's going to go from, what, 16-game to 17-game schedule. Um, I, I, like, I like it, I guess. I, I mean, because I think that that expands more an opportunity for more teams For because there's always – I feel like there's, you know, a lot of competition at the bottom of the standings in both conferences, and it allows that seventh team to get in. And I always mm-hmm. thought 12 was a little too little, at, you know, just with other leagues, you know, to 16, like the NBA and NFL. I know the MLB is, is at about, I think, 12 as well right now. But the NFL, I think that expands because the NFL is just so competitive. It's, it's getting more competitive, I feel like. And I think it was about time they, they, they allowed another team to get in there to compete. And it just allows more football to be played on that wild card weekend. So I'm, I can't complain. And I think adding that 17th game, it, it, it cuts into the preseason. The, the, the four games in the preseason just drags on. Might as well just substitute one of those games to start a week earlier than usual to play another game, to have another week of, 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 of you know, of football that, that matters for these teams. Uh, I, I like it. Um, I, I think that – I think they'll obviously need to – I think with the records and, like, record books, I think they'll need to, like, I think – a little asterisk kind of, up there. Yeah, yeah. Asterisk or, or archive the you know this the yearbook of sixteen game seasons because now all these records will technically be broken now when you have mm-hmm. seventeen games. So you're gonna have to I think archive that and use asterisks and they're gonna have to figure out the record thing. But um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know this and and I could just be delaying the whole conversation. But do every single team get an extra bye week now? Um, you know, I I I I didn't look that much into it. I know that they were talking about two bye weeks. Yeah, that's what I, I know that they're talking about. I don't know. I don't know if that was part of the deal, but mm. 
I know we'll that look into it. We'll, yeah, look we'll, into we'll look into it. But I just know the big things in, in what we're covering is the 17 games, expanding the playoff format, I think is, is huge for the NFL. I like it a lot. Jake, your doppelganger, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Resigned an extension, two years, $66 million. It frees up $10 million in cap space for this coming season. What are your overall thoughts on the deal, man? I love it. I think I think he's a he's a he's our he's our best option at quarterback right now. We could certainly do our our crap again where we go to the back to the draft to rely on something, which I know I've heard idiots say like, okay, Cousins hasn't done anything here in two years. He's not going to be the guy I can tell. Let's just go back. To he won the a draft. playoff game. He won a playoff game, man, with the Saints, and we're just going to go back and do what we do best in the draft. I think our best quarterback obviously was Bridgewater, but he unfortunately had bad luck. But usually we go to the draft. It doesn't work out. We have no. a solid quarterback and Kirk Cousins. When you give him time to throw, the guy can throw the deep ball well. He's accurate. And I, I just didn't think he wanted him, especially for his playing for a team where he knows he's in his last year of his contract. That's a lot of pressure on a, on a guy like that. You, you want to kind mm-hmm. of alleviate that pressure a little bit and give him those other two years. And it also frees up a lot of cap space for, uh, for above-average quarterback, a quality starting quarterback we have here. You just need to obviously build around him. But I, I, like the, I like the deal. I like the signing, I think it keeps a, a, a solid quarterback here in Minnesota. And like, again, that relieves that pressure on him that he's not in his last year of his contract. When Kirk is on his game, the dude is a top 10 mm-hmm. quarterback in the NFL. The problem is when he's not on his game, it can be pretty bad to watch. And yep. we've seen some pretty shitty performances in big times with Kirk Cousins. So what, where are the Vikings going to get better at quarterback? I mean, they're not signing Tom Brady. There's no one else better no. than Kirk on the market. I mean, the Titans no. just signed – Talking, uh, who they uh, signed? Yes, Ryan Tannehill to a four-year deal worth way more than what Kirk just signed for. I yeah. thought Kirk was overpaid. No one's going to mention that. Like that—that's—that's—that's what I've been saying. Is that people, Minnesota fans, were going so hard on Kirk Cousins? He's getting paid way too much for what he is. But then I, my argument for that back then, I'm like, sure, maybe he is getting overpaid. Maybe he still is overpaid. But so is almost. Half the quarterback. Every in other the league. quarterback, yeah. Every other quarterback is way overpaid. Jimmy G. I mean, he made him to a, got him to a Super Bowl, but without the running game and their offensive line, he's getting way overpaid right now. And then Ryan Tannehill is like, just maybe an average quarterback. He's better than I think people give him credit for, but he's mm-hmm. his his contract. Yeah, is a fortune right now. They could be putting. Oh, I think most people use. would say most people would say Kirk Cousins is better than Ryan Tannehill. Most people. Oh yeah. I know that there's I some stigma so. out there, but actual mm-hmm. football people will say that Kirk Cousins is better. Exactly like 90% of people I guarantee would say that I'm sure you could argue some nerd sports nerd would go in a little analytics about where he's better in one spot and other spot, but whatever he, it, it comes down to like, I think, I think people went hard on Kirk cousins cause he was overpaid, but that's just, I was trying to tell you around the league based on how the market for quarterbacks is. And, and at the time Kirk cousins was like the best available quarterback. You just have to pay a high price for quarterbacks. It's just the mm-hmm. demand of the market. It's where the market's at. <laughs> That's the Browns just locked up Case Keenum as their backup, a three-year, $18 million deal. That's a lot of money to pay a backup quarterback. That's the quarterback market. You're going to have to pay a mm-hmm. lot of money. You just have to do it, you know, if you're, will- if you're willing to pay. I mean, the Vikings, I know, I think a lot of fans were still pissed off about his initial contract and, you know, even resigning him. But you just can't yeah. go back to the draft and rely on that all over again when you still have this consistent – you have a consistent, solid quarterback. Well, let's go over stats in Minnesota too, right, Jake? Minnesota. I mean, in 2018, he had a 70% uh, completion percentage, right? That's awesome. Yep. He threw for 30 touchdowns and 10 picks. Like, that's a great quarterback. And on top of that, he threw for 4,298 yards. 
Yep. That's a very good quarterback. His second year, 2019, they threw the ball a lot less. And because of that, he only got 3,603 yards. But the dude still threw for 26 touchdowns and only six interceptions. It's about time this team relies on the players they pay their money to, like Kirk, like Stephon Diggs, like Adam Thielen. And they fucking throw the ball more because when you're dumping all your money into a throwing offense and then you just run the ball all game, it's like mm-hmm. you're wasting all of that money and your team's not going to be any better for it. You need to find a way to implement the passing um, part of the game efficiently into this Minnesota Vikings offense. And once they do that, they, who can, I mean, like, I don't think there's many teams out there that could beat them and they are definitely a Super Bowl contender for next year. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you just have to. It all comes down to just building around him and freeing up that Timberland and cap space. You can really build up that offensive line. We need to and, get that bad. Yeah, we need that so bad. It's just, it's just brutal watching. You know, I, I still think. Okay, would you, would you rather uh, take a cornerback or an O line in the first, uh, first pick of the draft for the Vikings? I think right now, um, in the first round, cornerback for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's I, I, I think 100%. way too big of a hole. And I think the Vikings all yeah. stepped up enough last year where yeah. it was passable. Yes, exactly. And I think I think they can I don't I wouldn't say they can work with their O line right now to win a championship, but you can there there's plenty of room where you can draft some big quality linemen in second, third, fourth, even fifth round in late rounds. You don't have to rely on that just in the first round. Those those are big boys that you can you can build up and train them. Like it's not it's not super hard if you get a top five caliber offensive lineman and you can also work with the free agent market. I think that they have to, with, with cutting and releasing roads who needed to happen for how much he was being paid. And he just was not been that great draft a young corner that you can get out there, even with a guy like Mike Hughes, who's, um, you know, and Holton Hill, even, you know, I, I, I've seen some flashes of Holton Hill. He's definitely has stuff to work on, but, and well, Holden Hill is going to be extremely happy that the mar- or that the NFL is allowing ma- like you players to test positive yeah. for marijuana. Holden uh, Hill is one of those few guys. It's like yes, Rock Thomas. I don't think he plays for the Vikings anymore. No. He would have been pretty fucking happy too, though. Rock Thomas, I love yes. Rock Thomas. That, that's a great name. name. I love really like Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Like, yeah. yeah, he played for the Packers, but like great fucking name. I'm um, I'm Madden. I see them all the time. You get some like great hockey names like Capo Kakinen and stuff yeah, like that. It's super fun. But honestly the NFL it's given the NHL a run for their money for funny names. Yeah, Rock Thomas is great too because he's a running back. It just sounds like I'm yeah, like it's it got to be his nickname. Sense. And I found out his real name. It's like he's a rock. He's a frick and he's a big guy. So when he played for the Vikings, I noticed he was a big running back and he would just plow through 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 players, he was a freaking rock, man. And his name mm-hmm. is Rock Thomas. That's nothing better than that. That was great. So you know how we talk about Bubba a lot on the show? Mm-hmm. All the time. We need like a certain graphic that comes in when we start talking about Bubba, like Bubba's Bubba's thoughts or Bubba's opinion, right? Because yeah. I have his opinion on the Kirk Cousins signing right here on Twitter. Oh, geez, right here. <laughs> his exact response is this. Kirk is a bum, and this will ruin our franchise. Congrats on the contract, though. That's Bubba's thoughts on it right there on Twitter. What is your what is your response to Bubba's opinion? Um I don't know. I just think he's a I just think he's kind of a pessimist all as always. Um he just he wants I still feel like he wants his Case Keenum he wants his Case Keenum miracle quarterback that ha- was here a couple years ago. He still thinks that's well, How he Vikings wanted Case to come back so bad as the Vikings yeah, backup quarterback. Just, he signed with the Browns, Rip. But right, it's it's just not going to happen. And he's one of those people that was on that season, like 
he was one of those people who was so depressed when they lost to Philadelphia because he was one of those fans like many who were like, this is our year. This is destiny because it's a backup quarterback. And he's, we're 13 and three and we beat the saints in miracle fashion. This is our year because it's just how it is. I'm, I, well, I'm like one, I'm sorry. This isn't a movie. This is real life. And the still your football team's going to catch up to you. And quite frankly, I thought the, the story of Keith Keenum and just how good of a quarterback he was caught up to him, obviously in that game in Philadelphia, but people were so turned about it and pissed about it. Cause like, well, this was our year. This was destiny because he's a backup and miracle game. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's just, but it doesn't work. Eventually skill catches up to you. Well, and Bubba was, Bubba was at that Minneapolis Miracle game, just like you. And I think because mm-hmm. he saw it with his own eyes, I think for once he finally believed in the team. And then the team yeah. let him down. And now I just think he's one of those, like, 60-plus-year-old Vikings fans that you've seen who've rooted for the team since they were 10 years old and have not seen a single championship in 50-plus years, you know? And that's yeah. what Bubba is right now as a 24-year-old. He's like, nope, they're not going to fucking do it. I don't care. I'm not watching the games. And then he watches mm-hmm. the games, and then he anyway. physically – throw a shit and gets physically mad at people after the after the Vikings lose every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just he's just one of yeah, he's one of those people who are like, I don't care anymore. I'm not watching. And then he watches and he, like he, like you said, he gets pissed. And it's like you know I I just I, I said to him at one point last he's like Kirk sucks. They're never gonna do anything. I'm like then don't watch them. Don't watch them. If you don't agree with it and you don't think they're ever going to do anything, why watch them? He's like, Bubba's the kind of guy who's like, Bubba's the kind of guy though, if you tell him that, he's going to be like, I'm going to watch it even harder. Like, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like, okay, then why are, okay, like, I ask him, like, I know it's like not likely they're going to win, but why watch him if you think, like, he tells me, like, there's no shot at this team with Kirk Cousins, not at all. And I see so many Vikings fans that say that there's no shot this team was shot with this team with Kirk Cousins at all. And I want to tell those people like Bubba, like, then don't watch them. You watch a team because you, you you have that slight feeling of wanting to see them win because you feel like they have a chance to win and even maybe win it all as low as it may be. But people are literally sitting here like Bubba, like they're not going to win at all. They're done. It's like, then why watch them? Because I want to watch them. Okay. Well, just to watch them to complain. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like the bit I, I, I compare it to people going and seeing the new star Wars trilogy that know they're going to hate it. And they still go see it and bitch about it. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with the Vikings and Kirk cousins. It's like, if you're going to hate it, why watch it? You know, I mean, seriously, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, Kirk Cousins wasn't the only big signing mm-hmm. of the day. Some really surprising news actually came out at the very last minute. The Vikings franchise tag Anthony Harris to the $11,000,000 franchise tag. It's mm-hmm. a lot of money for one year, almost $12 million. What do you think of this deal, Jake? Me personally, I love it. The dude got six interceptions last year. Him teamed up with mm. Harrison Smith is a deadly combo, and it really kind of – it doesn't completely make up for our cornerback depth, but it really helps a lot with our cornerback depth. Yeah, I, I, think, I think a lot because I, I think – I love this a lot because I think Anthony Harris is – like you said, he's a great guy to have back there with Harrison Smith, and he's a quality safety. I mean, this guy – has played you know he has played defensive back before so it's like he he kind of has he kind of looks like he's a cornerback body too he has like that defensive back build but he's so quick and he's so fast and he really showed himself how much potential he has last year like like you like you said he had six interceptions he had some show some great hands great skill great coverage on guys and he could come up and play that cornerback position as well and just stick stick on the guys and it's great to have him in the backfield knowing that we lost a guy like Xavier Rhodes and we need to fill that hole, he'll be a great guy to bring back. Um, 
to have in that backfield because we definitely need it there. Um, the one place that we need to hold up is our defense, being that we still need to work on our offense with, with the offensive line and keeping him kind of takes away less of the work we need to do on the defense. And we can, you know. If we get one solid old lineman and one really good cornerback, how much do you like this roster? Because I love it. Um, I, I mean, it could – like I said, we, I could compare ourselves to like the San Francisco 49ers and that, you know, they were a six and 10 team and they did a little bit of tweaks to their O line, their defense. And they were, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they, they obviously have issues in that, in that passing game, you know, Jimmy G, there's some questions there, but, but regardless, they, they really improved with some tweaks. And, you know, like you said, we just get one solid O lineman, get a good cornerback um, and just protect her cousins. This team can be very dangerous, especially with Delvin cook. We are – this is a very dangerous team, and they really – I think – I mean, as a, as a guy who's been going up around the Vikings and as pessimistic as I've been most of my life about this team on a yearly basis, I mean, I like the roster of this team because we've had a consistent quarterback now into a third season. We're not just mm-hmm. – we're not just cycling but through quarterbacks on a yearly basis. We have the quarterback. Not only that, we have uh, Madison. He's a great backup mm-hmm. running back, right? We have yep. Irv Smith Jr. as a second tight end. I mean, and we have, of course, Thielen and Diggs for right now, right? Mm-hmm. But um, we have such amazing weapons in the passing game and the running game. I just – it's hard for me to think, why are we just going to run the ball 70 times a game and throw it 10? You can even do screens to, to mm-hmm. Diggs and to Madison, and you can still throw the ball 20-something times. I mean, listen, we need to even this out a little bit more because mm-hmm. this is pissing me off. We have too many weapons not to be using them. Exactly. I think – I think that it just takes the right the right coach as well. I know that Stefanski is gone, and you know Gary Kubiak's taken over as the offensive coordinator. I think we saw a little. Side in, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think we we saw you know a lot better last year than the year before with Filippo, who I think was a disaster. <laughs> it, the offensive yes. play calling was terrible. That was like one of the worst play calling I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And we saw a little bit, and, and obviously Kubiak was part of the offense last year, so we'll see a lot of stuff carry over. But I think we were improving on that and spreading it out especially near the end of the year last year. And now if we continue that with all these weapons we have, offensive weapons, it's going to be really hard for teams to really predict our plays and where we're doing and what we're go- where we're going mm-hmm. and with the ball and from running to passing to all these players. We have a lot of weapons, and we just need to correctly utilize them, and we can be mm-hmm. a very dangerous, dangerous team. It's w- weird for me to say that about the Vikings, but they could be, and it's mm-hmm. very nice to, that we, we are at close to that point. Yeah, and I really liked your point about Kubiak. He was involved in the play calling, but Kevin Stefanski still had the final say on everything considering he was mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator, right? Yep. Now we're going to have Kubiak calling all the shots, who is a Super Bowl-winning head yep. coach. Zimmer, his specialty is not offense, right? He's a defensive guy. This allows mm-hmm. Zimmer to just 100% focus on his defense and says, okay, Kubiak, you take care of the offense because this is what you can do. You're known for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me super excited because he is a Super Bowl-winning head coach. And as you know, Jake, that's pretty rare. It is. And I, I think he stopped coaching because of more so a health condition, health issues, yep. health issues. So this guy could be a head coach and he's the offensive coordinator. He knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl, knows what, from the locker room mentality and to making it that far in the playoffs and what it takes. And, you, you know, just that stigma around it being around an organization like this, you know, it's really hard to win. And he's here now and he can definitely, and he's the head guy with offense. And I think he could work with Mike Zimmer really well. They seem like they can click. And I think they did last year, obviously, because the offensive offense did do well. So I'm excited to see what his offense um, looks like uh, totally when it's his, his offense 
with all these players on the field, I think it's going to be very, or with mm-hmm. all these weapons we have, I think it's going to be very interesting. And it's, it's up. Op- it's very, very optimistic. I think a year ago I was looking at this team. We're going to go six and 10, seven and nine, eight and eight. I don't know, honestly, where we're going to finish because I'm just so con- not concerned about Kirk cousins. I not so much. I wasn't so much concerned about Kirk cousins a year ago. It was just bringing Stefanski up to offensive coordinator full time. It was, you know, a little bit of Kirk cousins, but more so our offensive line and, stuff like Xavier Rhodes, which was a huge concern. But now this year we can find a little more consistency. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully coronavirus has installed the NFL season. Yes, that would fucking would be Realistic pissed. Randy, though, we had a yeah. great interview with him. That was an awesome talk with him. He does not think it will. No. Go Make sure yeah. to go check out that interview, everyone. Realistic yeah. Randy is one of the best Vikings podcasters there is. We interviewed him yeah. on our page um i'm sure you can find just click on our channel yeah just click on our channel somewhere he knows everything he knows a lot more than us about the vikings he goes into very very big detail on the vikings and trades and everything i'm sure he has something about what we're talking about probably sounds a lot smarter than us so or <laughs> we're not football guys we're not huge football guys, but we definitely we're are trying to guys. give our best. We're hockey guys. We're elite yes. hockey minds. Well, we're Vikings guys, though. We, we are, are we are thousand percent Vikings guys through and yeah. through. So I feel like we can talk Vikings all day. It's we when you start throwing throwing me outside the Vikings bubble. That's when I'll yeah. have a little bit of issues keeping up. Exactly. One thing that I'm not excited for at all, and that is the Stefan Diggs drama. Dude, this guy mm-hmm. needs to grow the fuck up. I know. I'm gonna say it now. Jake, I feel like you have the journalism degree, right? Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I can. I should honor. I should honor. Honorarily be awarded a journalism degree. You want to know why, Jake? Why? Because Stefan Diggs immediately after the Kirk Cousins re-signing news came out, he posted like like an emoji like this, right? Yeah. Like, like, hmm, that's like, weird. Hmm. Like, yeah. Like, 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 Interesting. Like, like a, yes. Okay. Hmm. So I went out there and I wrote a blog immediately on ten thousand takes mn dot com saying why is Diggs unhappy that the Vikings re-signed Kirk because. Diggs, A, Diggs' best years have come when Kirk was throwing him the ball. Yep. And B, it's not Kirk's fault that, that, that they're not throwing the ball right. a million times a game. That's Zimmer's fault, and that's uh, Stefanski's fault from last year. That's not his fault. So why are you complaining so much? I pretty much put that out in the blog. I had a few people message me back saying, like, um, I'm pretty sure that's just Diggs reacting to the Hopkins news. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Well, lo and behold, Jake, lo and behold, two hours later, Stefan Diggs tweets out, it's time for a new beginning. A Vikings fan replies to that and says something along the lines of saying, hey, everyone, don't worry. He's still a Viking for the next four years. Like, like let's, let, let's let him vent. Diggs responds to that tweet and says, nah, this ain't one of them times, champ. Something's going to happen. Meaning that he wants to be gone from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Which is like, dude, I, I can understand you want this to happen, but the more you go on Twitter and complain about it, the less your value becomes mm-hmm. to like other teams trading for you. They're just going to go to the Vikings and be like, hey, Diggs doesn't want to play there. Here's a third-round pick. And the Vikings are going to be like, no, no, we, don't, mm-hmm. we need way more than a third-round pick for Diggs. Right. And because of this, he's just making this trade not happen at all because if he was just quiet about it, the Vikings would go and say, hey, hmm, we, we might like to get rid of Diggs. Here's, and they get a first-round pick in exchange. That's a huge thing. But Diggs has no leverage at all in the situation being signed to four more years with the vikings even if dig says i'm not going to play for you and i'm sitting out okay if i'm spielman i'm calling his bluff and i'm saying sit out the next four years of your career like like sit out the next four years of your career yeah. because you're not going to do that you're going to play for us like, yeah call his fucking bluff out that's all i'm saying i know i just i don't 
I just don't get why he's going on Twitter. He's just he's just kind of a baby, and you know the Vikings are sitting there, and now he can do whatever he want, whatever he wants. But the Vikings, you know, ownership is is just sitting there, you know, face palming, you know, doing exactly what his meme was. It's like, dude, or like mm-hmm. they're just like, or they're just fa- I mean, come on, like they're just not. Well, they're not. Why is he not taking shots at Cousins? It's not Cousins' know. fault. It's I don't understand and, that. And in fact, like Diggs had a good year last year. I know at the beginning he was frustrated, but then they were targeting him more and you know, he had some mm-hmm. great catches down the stretch stretch, especially in, in, well, in new Orleans. Like he had some great catches. He had some great dude. Diggs also had six drops and four fumbles last year. How about mm-hmm. some accountability for your own? I shit? know those four fumbles were huge. And I think we lost every single fumble that he had there yeah. were huge moments in games, mm-hmm. but it's Kirk's fault. Now hold on to the football. Diggs. I know. He, don't dro- he dropped the ball at some very easy catches last yep. year that he normally makes. Don't get me wrong. The dude was yeah. electric. One of the best deep threats in the whole league. Yeah. And he made some amazing plays, but he definitely had, he definitely didn't seem like his head was hundred percent into it all the time, especially with those drops and especially with those fumbles no I, I just I still remember some games whether it was like Green Bay or just some of those bigger games throughout the season I remember he was like there was a couple play big where he had I think it was against Chicago I think it was that that brutal 16 to 6 game we lost and it was like I think it was like 9 nothing you know near the first half near the end of the first half and Day, uh, Cousins made a nice connection to Diggs. Diggs was was pouncing in. Was at the thirty yard line. He was gonna break into Chicago. He was definitely into Chicago. He broke into Chicago territory, and he was gonna be tackled. But he literally all you had to do is secure the ball. A guy came up behind him, a Bears defender mm-hmm. knocked the ball out, and that just ruined all any momentum. That ruined three points right there at least. Yeah. And there well, was, to even bring you back to an even like a more recent example, the Vikings were leading the Saints in a playoff game, mm-hmm. and because Diggs wasn't getting the targets he wanted, he was throwing his helmet mm-hmm. on the sidelines when his team was winning a playoff I know. game. This isn't about you, and this isn't about your stats. This is about winning a Super Bowl and having the team play together. If you're not getting the targets, who cares if you're winning? You said that yourself, Stefan, and now it's, now it's like I'm not getting my targets, but my team's winning the playoff game. I'm going to let everyone know how angry I am. Yeah. I, okay. I don't, How you you want? Does he want to play for Bill Belichick? Do you think Bill Belichick's going to allow that? No, not no. at all. I just I not at all. And a lot and a lot of teams won't put up with that. They might put up with it for a while just to have that talent, but they'll eventually get tired of it. It's like a Jimmy Butler situation in a way. I don't I don't think he's as bad. Or as Antonio Jimmy Brown in a way. Yeah, exactly. And he's trying to I be. Mean, we are we are near calling him Antonio Brown Jr. I know it's it's bad. It's like he wants to be Antonio Brown Jr. It's like he wants to yes. take on that ego or that that character of being that super high, super, you know, you know, super emotional, anger, angry player that gets emotional about things and gets attention for it. I think he just wants attention and he's a great athlete, but I think a lot of it's just immature for the game and just overall just makes him look like an idiot and it just makes Mm -hmm. you look dumb and it, 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 people would start disrespect. It just makes it just so disrespectful. People don't respect you as much anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not well, neither you or I are saying that Kirk or that Stefan Diggs is a bad player. No. What we're saying is he needs to be more of a team player. The dude got over mm-hmm. a thousand yards each of the last two years when Kirk was his quarterback. The mm-hmm. previous three years before it, he never touched a thousand yards. Kirk is mm-hmm. the guy and Kirk's a great quarterback. And if this off the field bullshit can subside and we can get Diggs on the field and we can actually install the passing game just a little bit more, I think that's gonna mean nothing but great things for the team. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he just needs to wake up a little bit and I, and I don't think he I don't think he knows how good he has it here quite frankly I think he just wants to go another team thing and you know 
I'm going to go to another team. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better targets. I'm going to be the guy there. Um, I'm going to be around a better quarterback. We're going to win a Super Bowl. It's like, well, it's fine. You can do that here. You just, I don't, I don't think you realize how good you have it here, man. Like you got to. The Vikings picked you in the fifth round. No one else believed in you. The Vikings picked you because they believed in you. But now it's just like, well, fuck them and fuck Kirk. It's like, yeah. (sighs) Let's let's move on to some happier news because. I want Diggs to be on the team. I don't want to mm-hmm. trash Diggs. And I ho- I'm hoping everything gets solved. And I'm hoping that Diggs realizes that he has four years left on his deal and no leverage, and he's probably staying in Minnesota. Yeah. One of the best punters in the league, Britton Colquitt, mm-hmm. punted for us last year. He re-signed with us for the next three years, a $9 million deal. I'm pretty excited about this because, like, he was amazing for us last year. And this is going to give us more stability going forward. And our special teams are going to be pretty solid, especially with Dan Bailey kicking the field goals. Yeah, I like it. I mean, a lot of people like a lot of things that people don't like talking about more so is special teams, but it's huge to, mm-hmm. you know, for, to give yourself a defensive advantage. Like if you are go three and out on a play and your defense needs to come out, a good punter like we saw Britton Colquitt last year, you know, pinning teams deep a lot within, excuse me, within the 10-yard line for a lot of these I teams. I think he only had one one touchback the whole season, too. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah his, his punts were great. It, it really It really does affect it does take a has a large impact on the game and where you pin you know offenses on the field or where you pin the opposing teams on the field you pin them within five yards it's so much tougher for teams to get out of that and they have to they can run more predictable plays for the defense and it's it's so helpful and like you said it goes along with Dan Bailey who's is you know I think he was a little you know a little rough when he came here but now he's getting into where he was when he was with Dallas at his peak and Mm-hmm. And you have that good special teams where the, where the Vikings have struggled for so many years, or I should say have been cursed in very important games. That's starting to come along real nicely with the special teams. I think that was a huge signing mm-hmm. with Cole quit. The guy seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. And so. Well, he's, from a, he's like, like from a punting family too. Mm-hmm. He has brothers in the NFL. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure his old man was in the NFL. I mm-hmm. mean, they just come from, they, they're produced by already a very nice leg. Exactly. He comes from a long, line of legs if you could say that like long line of legs probably I mean yeah I mean he's he's just been an excellent he's been an excellent punter it's it's, it's so important I think a lot of people like I said just bat away shy away from the special teams aspect but it's so important mm-hmm. in a game well, and especially for the Vikings they need good special teams to be successful they really do there was a year I want to say 2002 but I don't know the exact year where mm-hmm the chargers when they were in san diego they had the number one best offense and number one best defense and they missed the playoffs because they had the 31st best special teams mm-hmm. and they were so bad in special teams where they finished i think nine and seven and it wasn't good enough to make the playoffs that year mm-hmm. number one offense and defense that's yep. crazy to me that just shows how important special teams actually exactly. is and it can cost you a whole season exactly because you look at them they're nine and seven you know with just an average special teams you know that's middle in the league i mean you're probably 11 and 5 12 and 4 13 and 3 you know it just it comes Mm -hmm. it it, it's it's huge effect and not just so much on the field goal part where you can get three points here and there it's where you're pinning teams deep you know where you're pinning teams on the on the field if you're not missing tackles right like like, not missing tackles yeah so it comes down to even good special teams coaches you know even on just the punt returns and kick returns making the tackles you're not giving up six points that shouldn't have happened. And just like I said, pinning teams deep, putting them on the 20 or 25 is a hell of a lot different than even just putting them on the 10 yard line. Like it's mm-hmm, just so yeah. helpful in that field range. Cause you think about it, if you put them on the 25 and they have a, a you know, a, a, you know, a 30 yard drive that puts them within field goal range. But if they were 15 yards back and they had a 30 yard drive, they're out of field goal range. So it's just, yep. there's so much factors that go into that. And that's why I love the Britain Colquitt signing. 
And I saw that, and that's huge because they need that. They need that special teams in order for them to be successful. They can't rely like like an example is that Chargers team. You've got to have good special teams, and it's Vikings in the past. You know, you can talk about all these all these great teams, like especially I think a lot of the we weren't we were really young when it happened, but the '98 team where you missed a field goal. You know, I mean, the mm-hmm. kicker was actually perfect most of his year, but. The it's point is, we, once. yeah, we, we <laughs> had a great, days. we had a great defense. We had a great offense and the special teams in the, in the end screwed it up for us, even though he was good all year. So we did technically have a good special teams on paper the whole season, but in the end it screwed us up. So it's important to just have that consistent, you know, special teams to potentially, so it doesn't have to come down to a field goal kick. Whenever but anyone brings up 1998, I just think of uh, how I met your mother. And Marshall is a huge Vikings mm-hmm. fan, and whenever yep. whenever it's brought up in that Vikings bar he's always in, everyone just like, "Damn it!" And they all say it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, they're all that. just. But it's so it's so true. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's so true because like I I I I you know I feel that with so many fans, and I don't even remember it at all. Really, I was like two years mm, old, yeah, one or two years two old. Years so I don't even. Well. I probably. Well, I mean, maybe I was in front of the TV, but I can't sit here and tell you like I remember it even as a two-year-old. No, I don't. <laughs> but I still, I still empathize with those people and still feel the same way they do because, in just in general, heartbreak that I felt with Vikings teams, you know, in 2010 with the Saints, and then you know all these games like you just kind of vibe with that like okay i understand how that probably felt even though that was maybe a lot of people say that was way worse than the 2010 game against the saints that was just our depressing moment of our mm-hmm. of our lives well but, i mean blair walsh wide left sucked a lot too. yeah that, like that one too that sucked <laughs> yeah. that was terrible but i just you can kind of even if you weren't alive for the four super bowls or that they lost or the 98 thing you, you it's kind of a com- communal empathy that you feel for mm-hmm. all, everything just because we've all gone through our crap with Vikings at all because is one big blah ball of de- depression and 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 sadness that we all just and that's just what makes us Vikings fans so tight knit though they you make know? us so whole they make us so yes. whole. we just we're pessimistic together yeah <laughs> and optimistic when when we're overly popped optimistic but we all we're all in this together we're a tight knit community and we're, we're yeah we're, we love our football here and the fact that they almost went to LA like five, six, seven years ago is was ridiculous. So seriously, that made yeah. no sense to me. But well, Jake, any any final thoughts before we wrap up this edition of the Minnesota Rundown? I just, I just, I just really hope that you know sports come back as soon as possible because I'm I'm dying here, man. Not from the virus, Same here. <laughs> but you know, I just, but. We just Lack need sports back. And now that we can't, mm-hmm. now we can't go to bars because apparently everything everywhere has it. I get they're being precautionary, not taking away from that fact, but it is a little over top in some sense, in, in some instances. And I just hope we get sports back. We deserve it. We need it. Or else we we're going to go, we're going to go mad here. That it's going to be the end of the world because people are going to have no idea what to do with their lives. Like seriously. Hashtag bring sports back. Hashtag bring sports back. I'm going to go to the CDC and be like, you tell them I bring sports back. No, I need my sports. Come on. I just They're like, not going to do. No, shit, I know though. they won't care. <laughs> yeah. They love we, we, yeah, but they, this is, this is just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird times, man. We need sports and people are reading times indeed strange times, but whatever it's, it's, it it's, is what it, it is. is what it is. We live in these times. It, 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 you can't control that we're living in this time. You just, you have to do, you just, it depends on what you do with the time we're living when, you know, you can't control that we're living in this time. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but 
Hey, if you're super you're bored and you have nothing to do, how about you just send a little DM over to 10,000 Takes Away if you're interested in working for us and we'll get back to you. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and you can also, and, and if you're also bored and you need like other stuff, yeah, because you want to contribute and you're bored and you want to talk about stuff and you're angst about coronavirus just like us, literally send us a message. But if you also want to catch up and read our, our funny, hilarious content, because we're still, we're not shutting down. COVID's not stopping us. Nope. You can definitely, you know, check out all of our content on www.10,000takesmn.com. Also follow all our social media. Big one is our Twitter at 10,000takesmn. We're currently running a Minnesota Madness uh, thing right now where we're, where we're just, you should just go on our Twitter, check it out. We, we put together it. a bracket, uh, our own Justin Lee specifically, he put it together um, with all the big things in Minnesota from marinas. To he finally places. contributed for the company. He finally, he finally contributed, but he, but he came up big with it. it. It's very entertaining right now because we need our madness of some sort. Yeah. If you can you see, see that, it, you can't see it at all, but like, but come on, go you, and check it out on Twitter. Go check it out. We're running first round voting right now. I, I think we already ran the first region yesterday. That's done, but we still have like three more regions to go. And the whole but tournament afterwards. Just, so and, and just just follow that. That's on our Twitter, but also follow our Instagram at ten thousand takes, and then also like us on Facebook. Just search ten thousand takes and find uh, uh, wonderful content on our YouTube page as well, where you can find our exclusive interviews we've had with awesome individuals. And yeah, check us out if you're bored. You know, and and Sports Center's pissing you off because there's nothing to go on there. <laughs> yeah, what are they take. doing right Come now? Probably a lot of thirty for thirties. As Ted Cruz liked to say, but Ted Cruz like 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 to do this back in like 2016. He was always like, "If if you are not on board with Donald Trump, come join us. Come join us." Doesn't he want to give a thousand dollars to everyone during the coronavirus? I'm pretty sure. I oh, that's that. Mitt Romney. Oh, Romney, yeah, another ex, Re- another ex Republican uh, candidate, uh, authoritarian Republican. He's showing his true colors, bastard. <laughs> They're, they're all, it doesn't matter what side you're on. They're all government mongers. True. Bastard. <laughs> but, but yeah, but again, this, well, I don't care what, what you think about <laughs> politics. Just Mitt Romney. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Come on. But anyway, I think that'll wrap it for another edition of the Minnesota Rundown. Make sure you, like I said, go check out our social media, go on our website. I was joined by Wags tonight and was super fun enjoy the rest of your week ladies and gentlemen and stay safe stay sanitary and leave some vitamin c on the shelf for your fellow american Mm -hmm. peace out peace